We are back for another episode of Goddess of Crypto. Welcome back. And if this is your first time, I am so glad that you are here. And for today's episode, I brought props, receipts from my recent trip to Colombia. And I also did math. I pre-did some math so that I can talk to you about this because Boy, were there some amazing money lessons for me in Colombia. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse, is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply, so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. First of all, one of the things that I did in Colombia was I got to have something called an executive mobile checkup. And the reason that I had that checkup is that I haven't had any health insurance for about the last year. And I thought, oh, well, while I'm in Colombia, somebody that goes there all the time suggested I go ahead and have everything looked at. And I mean, everything like it's OBGYN and gastrointestinal and all the things. I normally get, and this may be a little bit of extra information that you don't need, but when I get a mammogram, I normally get an ultrasound as well because I have fibrocystic tendencies in my boobs. And I've actually had to have a biopsy done before and no problems, everything's all clear, but they really like to do an ultrasound every year. And I had insurance for almost last decade. Every time I go, it's like an extra $500 just to do this ultrasound. And it's been very frustrating for me. While I was here at this doctor in Colombia, I went ahead and asked them, would you go ahead and do an ultrasound? Because I know that you guys are going to look at my mammograms and say, or my mammogram x-rays and say, hey, we want to do the So let's just skip to the chase. And sure enough, we got in there and they were like, oh, we need this extra. And I said, yes, yes, they already did it. And they were so pleased because we were doing this battery of tests and this battery of, of different doctors. And we were able to get it all done inside of like half a day. And then the bill came, the bill for the entire experience, all the OBGYN, the pap smear, mammogram, the ultrasound, gastrointestinal review, stress test, a doctor to review all of this with us, nutritionist. There was the regular GP, so they're checking your reflexes and your heart rate and all of that stuff while the, you know, like listening, all of that was the same $500 that I would have paid for the extra of the ultrasound. And the extra for the ultrasound was 30 bucks. And that was such a shock to me, but almost not as much of a shock as the cafe down the street. Now I was at the hospital, here's my one receipt to show you. I'm dealing with Colombian pesos. I have dealt with Mexican pesos, Cuban pesos, Spanish pesos. This is my fourth pesos. And it really blew me away. The bill, let's see, 
I ordered a small pastry, pastel yellow, I think it says. It's really hard to read because two months later, all of the writing on the receipt is, is faded. But it was 6,400 pesos, 6,400 pesos. I ordered a cafe con leche. There are a lot of really good coffees in the world, but anytime you're anywhere where you can get a cafe con leche, please just do it, including Miami. My cafe con leche, which is coffee with milk, but it's so wonderful. You just need to have one. My cafe con leche was 4,900 pesos. My total bill was 9,400 pesos. And then there was tax of 1,800 pesos. And my total bill ended up being 11,300 pesos. Thinking this is pretty close to accurate, but again, the letters are all faded, but it says 11,300 right here. Okay. 11,300 pesos translated into approximately $3. I thought there had been a mistake. Went back and like did the math on it. And no, my lovely little pastry from this glorious place, like the French bakery quality good and just everything super beautiful, very high end looking, really lovely. My beautiful pastry was $1.45. My delicious cave con leche was $1.14. 4,900 was $1.14 because it is 4,400 and change pesos to the US dollar. Colombia was not always like this. Colombia at one time had a much lower rate to the dollar. Okay, and we're going to do a pickup at the beginning of that paragraph. Now, this was not always the case. The Colombian peso was actually worth a heck of a lot more against the US dollar. Guess what started the devaluation? In 1931, they abandoned the gold standard, just as the United States did in the early 70s. Thank you, Richard Nixon. They basically ran out of money at Fort Knox. You know when they say, more gold than Fort Knox? Well, no gold in Fort Knox. It was easier to control everything if you had an unlimited printing press. And if it was backed by the gold standard, you had to limit the amount of money because it was based on how much gold there was. And now you're not having to worry about that at all. You can just print as much money as you would like. The Colombian peso, I am not singling out Colombia. I am using it as an example because I have receipts. I have personal experience with this, but we're going to talk about some other countries that I also have personal experience with in, in a minute. I just want you to understand the erosion of this. In 1931, Colombia decouples itself from the U.S. dollar, and it's been a downward slide of since. But in 1994, the Colombian peso was worth six times what it is worth now. That's how we end up with 11,300 pesos for a coffee and a pastry. I want you to see this. The coffee itself, Colombian 100% single origin coffee, is $1.14. With milk is $1.14. The pastry itself is $1.45. About half to a third 
of what I would have found them in the United States. And if I down the street to the amazing Lady Baker, I would have paid, and it's really good, like really premium, excellent, and French and Spanish kind of combination. And I love the owner, but it's not cheap. I would have paid $12 for my pastry and my cafe latte, which is about the equivalent of their cafe con leche. $12 instead of three. This has to do with the manipulation pricing, the manipulation of us and what our perceptions are. We have insurance here in the United States, but we are also ripping people off like crazy because the insurance companies are not paying what the actual charge is. Take a look at your medical bill the next time, the itemized bill, the next time you get your insurance charges and you see how you're paying and you will see exactly what I'm talking about. It's completely different. The hospital billed $3,000. Well, the insurance only allowed $300. They only paid 80% of that. They sent the hospital uh, $240 for the $3,000 charge. What's going on here? It's basically just this deeper manipulation. Now, that was obvious to me because I was able to get six doctors and every medical test we want. By the way, I am in the peak of health. Thank you for asking. I was able to do that for $500. And yet here, this all started because I went to Mexico for that biopsy because the hospital called me the day before and they said, you haven't used any of your $3,000 deductible. And I said, well, how much will my biopsy be? And they said, $3,000. And I said, he's canceled that. And what I did instead was I got on a plane. I went to Mexico. The only place I've ever been treated as well was the hospital in Colombia. But I had everything I possibly needed, including the nicest, warmest people. I waited zero minutes in Mexico for every stage. The doctor met me in the lobby. I stayed at a five-star hotel overnight. I was given transport to and from my biopsy and the medicine that I needed right there five minutes later. And all of that was approximately half of what they would have charged me to go down the street from my house. And I had insurance at the time, but I just never got sick. So I never needed to use my deductible. And here they wanted $3,000 because they were going to be billing the insurance company more than that. The 3000 was my portion for basically a needle biopsy. If you've ever had one of those, it takes about five minutes and it involves a little bit of lab work. But why would it be that expensive? And other countries don't bother asking that question. They just don't charge you that way. Let's talk about some other specific examples. And what are we visiting today in general? We are visiting the relative values of money. And I'm sharing all of this with you because I want you to wake up to the fact that the way that people are telling us is just because people are telling us it's that way. It's not necessarily true. It's not necessarily in our best interest. It's not necessarily always been that way. And therefore, it doesn't need to continue to be that way. In Bali, where I have visited 15 times leading tours, in Egypt, 
the day after I film this, I'm headed to for my 28th tour because I love getting to lead spiritual tours around the world. And you can go to Transformational Tours website if you want the information or get on our mailing list. It's toursandretreats.com. Little plug because I always like to share when I talk about a company or a website, including my own. When I've been to Bali or when I've been to Egypt, the average income for a person in those countries is about 400 US dollars a month. I have family members right now that are living in Serbia. In Serbia, the average annual income is like $6,000. In Serbia, and in European country, it is not a little tiny island off of the coast of Indonesia. It is not a country in Africa. It is part of Europe. It's Western Europe, but it is part of Europe. And yet $6,000 annually. I guess it's a little more than like Bali and Egypt. It's a little under $5,000 average. But think about trying to live off of that in the United States. During the pandemic, the government thought we could live off of those types of numbers because that's the kind of checks that they were cutting for everybody, unless you were applying for PPP or whatever their other programs were. But for the average citizen, they were like, oh yeah, here's $1,000 for the next six months. So they were treating us for a while like we were in Bali or like we were in Egypt or like we were in Serbia or like we were in Colombia. Everything is valued relatively. Money only exists because we give it that value. If we said that beads or feathers or paper or jewels or rocks or tulips, all of which have been money and paper is still money, if we said that thing has value, that thing then has the value that we assign to it. But it is only because we all believe it. Money is a story that we all agree to believe in. It is not written in the Ten Commandments that money is going to be coins or paper or anything, or that money will be the way that we exchange our energy. That is something that we have created over a really long period of time. And it has changed over the years. The history of money is fascinating. And we're going to do a pickup again. The history of money is fascinating. And I have read a bunch of different books and articles so that I could begin to share about the history of money with my clients and with the people who study the crypto basics with me. I want to mention the book, The Bitcoin Standard by Safadian Amus. When I had Nat Brunel, who is the host of the podcast Coin Stories and who is a Bitcoin maxi, when I had her as a guest on the show, we talked about the Bitcoin Standard and we talked about the principles in that book. But the money piece is basically just the history of money. And he goes all the way back to where money was created and why it was created. The history of money is really fascinating. And one of my favorite stories, not from the Bitcoins, but just in general, is that when the Chinese were using paper currency for the first time, that their money literally said counterfeiters will be beheaded. And that's not 
too different from the way that would like to treat counterfeit today, but I think they had some rather harsher terms for them before. What we are seeing right now is that money is being devalued in a variety of different ways. A couple of weeks ago, there was a run on the banks of Lebanon, and all of the banks were shut down. Citizens could not get their money. That scenario is still playing out, but it is not the first country to lose its currency, to have it be totally devalued to the point where there were runs on banks, to the point where they had to shut the banks down, at least temporarily. We've seen recently that, for example, Voyager, which is a crypto exchange, way overextended. And then when Bitcoin had that huge drop in value from 69,000 to was around 25,000 or something. When Voyager went into chapter 11, they also ceased trading. I had a little tiny bit of crypto in Voyager and then the market dropped so precipitously that I basically just went out and replicated it somewhere else. And I believe that Voyager will probably reopen at some time and, and begin to do their deposits again. I certainly hope so because I had friends who had tens of thousands of dollars on Voyager when it went down. You can pay attention to the signs, but you can't be certain that this isn't going to happen to you. I talked last time about this concept of the goddess of crypto and this download that I got, but I want to share with you that I truly believe that we are headed for that same experience as what happened in Colombia with the currency being so devalued. They stopped using the gold standard 40 years before we did. It could be another 40 years before this gets as bad. If you look at Colombia in 1994 and the fact that a dollar would buy then versus what it would buy now, it was six times what it can buy today. Imagine from 1994 to 2022 is 18 years. That's kind of where we are now. So I think over the next 10 years to 15 years, we are going to see a lot worse than just the fact that my butter cost $3 and now costs $4. The fact that our gas went to, what, $8 or something or $9 a gallon in Beverly Hills. Let's face it, it's been that much in Europe for a really long time. You go to Europe and you look at a gas station, you think, oh, well, that makes sense. It's about the same as the United States. No, they're selling it by the liter and not by the gallon. And I think there's something like five, four to five liters in a gallon. So it's four to five times as expensive as it is here. All of this stuff is basically just price manipulation. Now, does it take longer to get the thing from the oil fields or the gas pipeline? And therefore, there's a slight increase in price of whatever. It's longer to truck the thing across the country. Sure. But the numbers have gone up so fast and for really no actual reason that it gives us pause. And when it comes to the future of money, please allow it to give you pause. And when you are in that pause, that sacred divine pause, 
ask yourself, how can I learn? How can I educate myself? How can I grow past limitations that people put on me when I was growing up or when I got married or what I learned in school or my own fears or any of that? Because it's time for us to take a stand. It is time for us to make different choices about our money. Because if we rely on what I have come to think of as the old white guys to figure it out for us, they are too busy putting all this money in their own pockets to help. There you go. That's really all I wanted to share about that. Please use my own experiences as a harbinger for yours. If this episode has resonated with you, please like, comment, and share. Share it with your wives, your daughters, your girlfriends, your mothers, your mistresses, whoever is a woman that you know and love in your life. Let her know. I want everyone to know about Goddess of Crypto because the future of finance is female. I'll see you next time. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege. It's your right.